Our wedding's totally planned, I hope you know. It's okay. already there on a board. Good to know. So when's the proposal that I'm supposed to be on? There's not... Actually, they need to have a, like, how to get your guy to propose board, and then you just, like, put all of those together. <laughs> this is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the planet in style, full-time, for as little as $200 per person per month. And every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Bunny Mondays, episode 038. Today, we are talking Pinterest. With almost half a million followers on Pinterest, we discuss with Ninka Crook how you can use Pinterest to supercharge your business. Over 70% of people get their inspiration on what to buy from Pinterest, whereas on Facebook, that was only 17%. So especially if you have a business where you sell products or you sell a service, you have an ebook, you want people to sign up for your uh, for your newsletter and you, you give something away, that's put it on Pinterest. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this podcast. Well, right now we're recording in the past, so that's a real long time ago. Ooh. Yeah, we are recording live from Barcelona, but by the time you hear this, we'll be in Budapest, and Megzi will be getting ready to take a chocolate spa. Oh my god, I can't wait to yeah. give that a try. It sounds very fancy, but in Budapest, it's also very affordable. So... I'm going to do it, because as if you wouldn't. Well, yeah, why not? Who wouldn't have a chocolate spa? We're also just a week or so away from settling into our new temporary home in Bucharest. Yeah, May has been a super epic month, from skydiving to hot air ballooning to traveling through the mountains of Switzerland with Eurail. It's all been, or, well, will be. (laughs) It will be. Some of it has been, and some of it will be. Depending uh, it's, on what we're talking about. Well, yes, I'm currently podcasting in my new favorite skydiving t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Freaking love this shirt. And I earned it because I yeah. jumped out of a plane, people. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Pretty awesome. <laughs> but yes, it's been a fantastic time. But you'll be hearing all about this in the coming episodes for show. For show. So, okay, time for the business news. Dum, dum, business news. I liked that one. That's good one. But the main news is that we are switching to a once weekly podcast. Uh, so we're going to go from every Monday. So from today, we're going to be going Monday only podcast. Listeners of our Thursday episodes, please do not despair. We are still going to be doing our travel episodes. We're just switching them to Mondays. So we're going to alternate business Mondays, travel Mondays. Money Mondays. Mondays. Travel Mondays. Exactly. That's how it's going to work. Purely because we are crazy busy. Oh my goodness. Our business has exploded since we've actually started this podcast from starting this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Because (laughs) of the podcast, we're getting more business. And because of the more business, we have to do less podcast. It's a strange irony, but also uh, pretty cool, I suppose, because we're growing real fast. Yeah, but it's mostly that we just want to make sure that we get good content out to you guys every week. So rather than doing two podcasts a week where we're just trying to get something out, we're going to do one very focused podcast every week that's going to be just as kick-ass as what you guys are used to having. Yeah, just slightly less often. But that's all right, because you can still listen to it on a Thursday. It's just going to come out on a Monday only rather than both exactly so you know why the fuck not but yes so episodes are now weekly on mondays that is it make a note of it 
be aware Thursday episodes will not be appearing for the distant future. We don't know when they'll come back, but they may come back. It might happen. Yeah. So it, if we get some more time, if we get, you know, things might change. If you guys are like, no, Thursday, I miss you. All you got to do is send us like $500 a week and we'll bring back Thursday episodes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's about how much it's going to cost to make us bring it back right now. But in the future, when we've got some, yeah. a little higher income, we will we'll consider bringing it back. Okay. So, but we have been speaking of feedback. We have been listening to a lot of feedback of people out there. Some of you might have noticed that yes, our podcasts are sped up a little or were. bit. Were sped up. No, previously have been sped up. We felt that they added a bit of pace, but some listeners have previously been saying that it's a little hard to keep up, especially when people have accents. Yeah. So from now on, we'll be running at life speed rather than light speed. So for the next few episodes, it's going to be 100% regular, the same as we speak, the same as they speak, not speeded up, not slowed down. And we want to get your feedback as to whether this is better for you or whether it has made it sort of like, oh my God, I'm talking like this. <laughs> so yeah. You know, let we're us just, know. Yeah, we're going to play it at regular speed to see what you guys think. Remember, if uh, some podcast apps do let you choose the audio speed yourself, so if you want us to be going super speed the way we were going before, just keep us on that speed. But if you want to slow us down, then slow us down. But, you know, let us know if you are missing Speedy Gonzalez, Megzi and Tomo. Exactly. I never thought it was that fast. but No, uh, we only sped it up like 10%, and we thought it was quite a nice little uh, thing. Australians but... do talk quickly sometimes. We're so... already talking too fast. That's what it is. Yeah, we're already speaking double speed to most of the world, so yeah. to speed us up again, people are like, what they said? What was that? Come again? Yeah, just listen, guys. Get some Australian DNA in you. Because, <laughs> like, this is what's going to make your entire life go fucking off the scale. But feedback, feedback, feedback. Let us know what you think. All right. So we have also been getting great results from some other business because right now we are doing more work with Viator, which is a quite well-known tour company that works with bloggers quite a bit. So that's someone that we thought we'd hook up with. We've done some articles with them. We've got some more coming out very soon. And essentially we're getting free tours and getting paid to write for them. So it's not just stuff for tours. It is stuff for tours and money. Which is always nice. Yeah, and it's fabulous that they are really willing to work with bloggers. But they don't just work with anyone. So you got to, you know, put on a little show and dance. They get a lot of pitches, actually. They do. They get a lot. And actually, Katie, who deals with the bloggers, does a lot of regular talks about how to schmooze her the right way. So if you went to Tbex or if you happen to meet someone that went to Tbex, ask them what she said because it's very important to find out how to pitch people correctly. Essentially, she likes a very professional pitch. She doesn't want casual friendly. She wants very professional, all your stats included, that sort of stuff. We're not going to go into that now. We might go into that in a future episode. Maybe but we'll interview her on a future episode. Who can say? Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that we've been getting great results with consistently now, which is awesome, has been our World Nomads Travel Insurance Affiliate Sales. Oh my goodness, this has been more than we actually had expected. Yeah. And we're just really impressed with how well these affiliate sales are going. Yeah, because so. we love World Nomads. It's the best insurance company. It's got better inclusions for us. And we were never promoting them until the end of January this year. If we'd realized the amount of people who would actually just use our affiliate link... We didn't put yeah. this in like a year ago. We've been telling these been we've been telling people this for free for so yeah. long. For ages. We could have been making money off this the whole time. 
Yeah. But anyway, now we are, and now we know, and now you know. Yeah, whatever insurance company you like, we like World Nomads, you know, get an affiliate link. Don't piss around giving away all the stuff for free because it doesn't cost your friends and readers any more if they use your link. It just means that the company gives us some money. For referring. Totally. So, so, yeah, it's not costing them more money. You're not ripping them off. You're actually, we're getting them you a discount. We're getting you a 5% discount. That helps. By having this. Not everyone gets a discount. We have actually negotiated with them to get that. Some people are giving it away full price. But we have the discount. And if you use our affiliate link, that actually helps support our blog, as we say, and our podcast and keeps us on the air. So if you do need your travel insurance and you want to get 5% off, use our specific link, travelfreedompodcast.com slash worldnomads. And our code for the 5% off is WN5DP. All right. That's it. All right. Easy as that. I think it must be interview time. It is. We have a fantastic guest, so here we go. So today we are talking to Ninka from The Travel Tester. She's a Pinterest addict and expert. Yeah, she manages multiple bloggers and brand accounts. Uh, she's a public speaker on the topic and co-founded Global Mappin and Mappin Monday, uh, which are global Pinterest communities. Today we want to get the lowdown on why Pinterest is so important for your blog and how to get the most out of it. Hey, Ninka, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem no at worries. all. The first most important question that we have to ask is, apparently you only like boiled eggs. I mean, what did fried eggs ever do to you? What's, what's happened here? <laughs> Where did you find this information? Oh, we have um, our ways. Yeah, it is true. I just don't like soft food. So anything like an egg, if it's not hard boiled, it's just ill. <laughs> Oh, does this mean you're not a tofu fan either? No. And bananas, they also, oh gosh, don't get me started. It's amazing how many people don't like bananas. It's just like, oh, it grosses me out so much. It's some of our favorite food. Only in candy form. No, no bananas. No carrots either, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> we'll See, leave that for another Because they're not soft food at all. So this is even more uh, confusing. <laughs> I know, it's, I'm not a fuzzy eater, right? <laughs> the soft, soft food, they do it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we've gotten into the important stuff straight away, so let's take things back Got a bit. Got out of the way. Out of the way, sort it out. Good. Um, so if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your blog and what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Ninka. I'm a Dutch travel blogger. I live in London uh, with my boyfriend. He's also from the Netherlands. We actually met in Sydney a couple of years ago. We lived there for two years, and then we moved back, and then it's Many other people, there's not a lot of work in the Netherlands, so we moved to London. And um, now I run, and uh, my boyfriend's helping out a lot as well, on the travel testers. I write about personal development through travel, but most of my time is wasted. Don't let my clients see that on Pinterest. Because I'm a little bit addicted to it. Yeah, it's also part of my job now, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's so addictive. It's amazing. I fell in love with Pinterest a couple of years back, and I've now got Tom into it as yeah. well. I and can't it's help it. We need more men on Pinterest. <laughs> I know. They don't realize that it's not just like about fashion and shoes and recipes. It's actually like DIY stuff and and real practical information that you can get from it. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, I've heard that the, the population of men is actually growing on Pinterest, so that's good because it's really practical. People really go there to, to find solutions to their problems, and it's not all just cooking and crafting. So no. Baby pictures really and whatnot. How to fix engines yeah. with gaffer tape, this sort of important yeah. information that I should have looked at. Duct tape, uh, yeah. tape product. Before we went to Mongolia, which we were talking about in a couple of episodes back, when we had to fix a radiator with gaffer tape. Yeah. So I wish I'd read that before I went yeah, to Mongolia. Yeah, you would have found it. 
Pinterest for sure. Yeah, Pinterest <laughs> is the way for all Mongolian travelers. Check out Pinterest <laughs> first. Okay, now we fluffed around for a little bit at the start, as we do, but let's try and get on to some really important questions because I think just in case some people listening have not really started to use Pinterest or don't really understand what the point is, what is the reason that everyone should be getting into Pinterest right now? All right. Well, there's a couple of different things. First of all, I'd like to say that Pinterest is not a social network. It's really a, well, with a nice word, it's a visual discovery tool. So see it also, uh, see it almost as a, a Google, but then a visual one. So a search engine, people really go on the platform to find the things they love and they don't go so much on it to chat to other people like they would do on Facebook and Twitter. I think that's why it's so important because if you really optimize the content that you put out there, you make it a lot easier for people to find your brand rather than you pushing your adverts or your, your brand onto them. And that makes people like you a lot more. In short. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a, it's, I guess it's sort of like a soft sell way of getting people interested in what you do and what you're passionate about. Absolutely. And it's definitely also a platform where you can really show what your brand is all about rather than what you show on your website. You can also show the person behind the brand as well. So you can really make your brand human and, and show a wide range range of interest that you have as a person as well rather than just your brand so so what are some of the major ways that people are using pinterest to drive traffic back to their blogs so i guess it's a lot of different things because it's such a visual platform especially well i work a lot with uh, travel brands and travel bloggers uh, so obviously it's mostly their articles but there's not just uh, pictures and linking back to to your articles it's also you can put videos on there you can put your your podcast on there if you're on SoundCloud, I think, is one of the, the platforms that links back to it. You can put your presentations on it. You can put animated GIFs on it now. So there's a lot of content that you can put out there. And everything, as I said, is linked back to the original source. So that's why it makes it a, a good traffic driver as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're using at the moment. We have a lot of our blog posts are linked straight back to our website. And there'll be a nice picture and there'll be a short bit of text on there that sort of explains exactly what the post is, like the headline from the post perhaps. And it's giving us quite a lot of click-throughs, really. I mean, we get about a thousand click-throughs a month from, uh, we've got 4,000 followers on Pinterest at the moment. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, we've heard that, I mean, Pinterest's actually getting much better engagement and click-throughs than Facebook or Twitter are getting. So essentially, we want to know from what we're seeing, we get most of our social traffic is from Pinterest rather than Facebook and Twitter. That's actually our highest conversion. And we read a stat, I think it was that 27% higher click-through from Pinterest than, than Twitter. So are you finding this? And what can you tell listeners about the reasons why Pinterest is better to engage an audience than Facebook or Twitter is? Yeah, I think Pinterest is really different because you can be on Pinterest even if you don't have an account yourself. A lot of the content uh, is pinned by other users because they, they found your website and they found your content interesting, so they can pin it directly to the platform as well. So you don't actually have to have an account to be active on it and to see traffic coming back to your website. So that's already a big head start. But I think it's also a platform because people are so in the discovery mode when they go on it rather than the chatting to other people mode that they are really looking for content. And yeah, once they find it, they are more inclined to click on it and, and see what else is going on behind the, the one image or the video that's 
shows on the platform. It's a platform where a lot of people actually buy as well. I think I have a, there was a report, but it was a couple of years ago. I think it's from Bizrate, I see here. They say they did a survey between reasons uh, why people use Pinterest versus why people use Facebook. And there was one stat that, that was really interesting because they said that over 70% of people get their inspiration on what to buy from Pinterest, whereas on Facebook, that was only 17%. So especially yeah. if you have a business where you sell products or you sell a service, you have an ebook, you want people to sign up for your uh, for your newsletter and you, you give something away, that's really um, put it on Pinterest, yeah. We were thinking about this the other day, actually, and we figured it's, it must be because when people go on Pinterest, they're actually searching for something. Whereas yeah. with Facebook, of course, their feed just brings up whatever the hell people they know have done or whatever brands are trying to advertise. So, yeah, yeah, for anyone who's not on Pinterest already, if they're not utilizing that to try and encourage people to sell, it's sort of like a captive market compared to Facebook. Yeah, and it's also because the content on Pinterest, it stays there and it can be refound over and over again. Whereas if you post something on Twitter, you know, it has a certain lifespan, I don't know, a couple hours. Yeah. Um, and then it, it sort of, the new, the fresh content pushes it down. Whereas on Pinterest, everything you put out there, and if you optimize it with your keywords and you put it in the right categories, then people can find it over and over again. I have a post from two years ago about Christmas markets in London that every year I see a big spike on my on my website that um, because people still find it because it's so it's well optimized and it got shared by a lot of people. So that's the real power, I think, of Pinterest that, yeah, it works as a search engine, so people will find you over and over again. Yeah, we have a post, a picture of the love locks in Korea that is hugely popular. Like, people keep just repinning that, and it keeps popping up, and people keep finding that article over and over again through that picture. It's amazing. Yeah, but, um, and sometimes it's really random pictures as well that they pick up on. It, it was such a random picture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we wouldn't even consider it to be one of our good pictures. <laughs> no, I have a friend of mine, actually, she said that she once wrote an article about travel to Paris, and she actually, by the time she wrote it, she hadn't actually visited Paris yet, so she didn't have any nice pictures, so basically she just went outside, she was living in Helsinki, I think, at the time, just took a couple of photos of some of the chairs out on the terrace there, and she just put what to do in Paris on it, and now it's one of her most popular pins, and while it doesn't look that nice, it's still gives people the idea that it, it actually is in Paris and that that works well. So you can uh, fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, let's take it back all the way to the beginning. So for people who possibly haven't got into the whole Pinterest world yet, what is a pinnable photo? So what sort of photos should people be posting that will get more people repinning and also... Yeah. And why is the Paris photo that you were just talking about, why has that been such a successful photo? What's the psychology behind it? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's really a, a visual platform. So I, I would always say start with a great photo. I know a lot of bloggers, they on their blogs, they mostly use horizontal photos. On Pinterest, though, because it's so much a mobile platform as well, people use it on their phones and on their iPads and all of that. So vertical images do tend to work a lot better. They just stand out in the feed much more. So definitely start with that. And then try and you know, sort of get in the minds of people, why would they click on it? Or why would you click on it if you were browsing the platform? What, what would capture your interest? Because if it's just a nice picture, then people would probably like it or they would save it to their own boards, but maybe they won't click on it much. But if you put, I know a lot of the bloggers, they put a lot of text on their photos. So they would say uh, Thailand with it. 10 tips and that just makes people click on it a bit more and uh, but it doesn't always have to be text it can be just a really nice image and then in the description you tell people what they could find if they click on the link it's usually a combination of things 
And also say, don't be afraid of using other people's content as well, sharing other images from Pinterest and from other websites and really stand out as an authority in whatever niche you, you write or your blog or you have products about because that attracts a lot of traffic as well. I get a lot of traffic to my Pinterest platform because I have a lot of lifestyle images that seems to be working really well. And I blend that in with my travel content as well. So I would have a Japan travel style board where I have my Japan photos and articles, but I also have, you know, a washi paper products or I have Japanese food on it, those kind of things. So anything lifestyle related that seems to be working really well. Oh, cool. Well, now when you're talking about specific sort of photos, maybe to help people sort of understand what sort of stuff they should be posting. And I know with a lot of marketing research that we've been doing, it seems like faces have a strong emotional connection with people. Is this the sort of because obviously you're talking about food and you're talking about using text mm -hmm. and you're talking about using locations and those things are working. Uh, has Pinterest sort of bucked the trend of what marketing people are saying about using faces to connect with people? Are yeah. faces popular on Pinterest or is it really about well, the other stuff? Yeah. No, I don't think faces work that well on Pinterest. It's really the, the pretty images. And I also, I guess people in photos um, would work, but more in a way where people sort of can imagine that they are the persons in the photos themselves. So like people facing away or people with their arms up in the air and uh, being all excited about wherever they are. So that seems to work well, but really your holiday snap. And that's, I think that's more for Facebook where you gather more of your friends and your family and, and people see the personal side of you. But I think in, on Pinterest, I haven't found that showing faces works a lot, but you can show your personality through other stuff as well. You can create a board on, on the books that you read or the, the clothing that you like or the interior design of the house you will probably never have. <laughs> Those kind yeah. of things. <laughs> well, we certainly won't have the house. And I think a lot of the, the location-independent people who are trying to become location-independent yeah. on here, yeah, that's the thing. It might be quite difficult for people to identify with this idea of there's so much stuff on Pinterest that's about crafts and about sort of home improvement and uh, interior design and it sort of feels like maybe those are not the things we're aspiring towards as full-time travelers but then there is also a lot of content that is travel inspiration and we know you're doing really well with your own travel boards and uh, the planet d and y travel blog also two of the other big ones they're doing really, really well. Now we know why. That's why they're doing so well. Okay, no, they've, got, they've got amazing, amazing photos. So it's really fun to work with them. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you, you're finding obviously that travel is one of those niches on Pinterest that's really connecting with people? Yeah, so there's of course it's really, I mean, travel speaks to everyone really and everyone can relate to it in some way whether they go, whether they're nomadic like you guys or whether they just travel for two weeks a year, there's always something in there that can apply to their own lives and, I, and especially if you create boards that are specific to the people that you want to write or market to, then yeah, they will find you and there will be something for them of interest absolutely so we were just previously talking about how a lot of travel blogs in order to tell people what their articles are about they'll put text into the pictures now if yeah. you're just starting out you might not come from a design background photoshop can be ridiculously hard to and use expensive it. to buy the software and expensive what yeah. are some of the easy ways that you can enhance your pins with text and pretty things to make them more pinnable? Yeah, there's some great tools out there. And all the tools I always use are free because I am very 
very not a graphic design person. I'm always very jealous of everyone's pins. They look so pretty. But what I use is a tool called PicMonkey. That's free, is online, and Canva with a C at the beginning. That's yeah. uh, especially Canva. That that's a great tool, and I think a lot of people use it already. Yeah, have Canva a template. is what we use. Yeah, so they have a template for Pinterest already, so you don't have to worry about the right size or if that works. They've got free stock images, even if you don't have your Paris picture, they probably have some chairs or <laughs> some chairs in Holland. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's lots of things. There's you've got infogr.am that works for if you want to make infographics. You've got pick to chart. I will give you all the links later so you can put that under the under the podcast as well. But yeah, there's lots of tools that are free to use and, and for uh, left handed uh, two left handed people. Uh, yeah, like it's me. good to know people can get <laughs> their stuff out there but they don't have to be some sort of design photography no. genius you can use other people's stock images and put some pretty text over it and put it together in a nice free application and then you just whack it straight on pinterest and you get those click-throughs to your website that way yeah and obviously if you're doing this already and you're actually being quite successful working with brands using these design tools without having to be a designer that's sort of inspiring for other people to realize they really don't have to be design geniuses to make this work for them yeah i hope so and even i mean if, even if you're not very creative on the computer maybe you can make collages you can cut images out of magazines and then scan that and use that uh, there's uh, scan your brochures put that in there's a lot of things you can do I think people can still be a lot more creative on Pinterest as they are at the moment because we all look at what other people are doing oh we need to put text on it we need to do this but I think there's a lot more we can uh, we can still do and discover, especially, for example, if people have a lot of vertical, horizontal photos, yeah, so horizontal landscape photos that, yeah, that don't really work that well on Pinterest. Maybe you want to stack a couple on top of each other, and that can be with any program. You can do that quite easily. I um, have been make, just so going Pinterest crazy with that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we have that all these horizontal well. photos. Oh, wait, I'll just stack yeah. four on top. I'll put some text in there. Boom, people are loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's, yeah, if you look around Pinterest, I always look at what other people are doing and, um, and sort of copy that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you, even if you have a couple of small images, see if you can sort of arrange them, put some text on it. I mean, you can spend hours on, <laughs> on designing pins, but in the end, it's really about the, the content itself. And if people, if you give them an answer to a question, then they will click on it no matter how pretty it looks. <laughs> so don't be scared. <laughs> Now, apart from the pins, obviously the pins are where it's at, but on the side of that, all of those pins need to be a little bit organized. And for anyone who hasn't really used Pinterest that much, uh, with Pinterest, they're organized into boards. So we were talking earlier a little bit about titling your boards because we read that you can actually SEO your boards and then it will come up very high because Pinterest will give that SEO juice to you if you use a good term, what's your yeah. best advice for setting up a name on your boards and, you know, making them interesting and people wanting to click them and getting Google happy? Yeah, so a couple of different things, especially in the beginning, people, um, well, first of all, they start out setting up like a hundred boards and then they have like one pin in one board and three in the other. That's, so that's my first tip. Start small and uh, really build out the boards that you're setting up. So start with 10 boards and really fill them because when people land in your board, they want to have something to go through. Then second of all, make it very specific so try not to create a Thailand board, but maybe a teaching in Thailand or Thailand with kids board. Make that really specific. And also, if you, on the top page of Pinterest, you have a little search bar and, and type a board name as well. And you can filter on pinners or, or specific boards. 
and see how many other people already have used that specific title because if there's not a lot and people search for that term then obviously you're going to be the first one to show up another tip would be to keep arranging your boards you can actually click if you're in on your main account you can click on a board and drag and drop them on a different spot now i've heard that if google reads uh, your pinterest account it starts from top to bottom so every board on the top will be ranked as such um, as more important so if for example if it's around november and people start looking for christmas content and you have a christmas market board for example then yeah move that board up and people will find it more sooner and then when the christmas period is over around end of january something like that you just drag it to the bottom of your account and you can just leave it there. Put that Valentine's Day board up there and yeah. then the and Easter yeah. board and... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also think about your board descriptions as well and make sure you so use keywords in there as well. And also make sure you, that every board is in the right category. So you can actually, if you edit the board, you can put it in either travel or education or something like that. Is there any way of knowing what people are searching for on Pinterest? Is there like a keyword tool like Google has for Pinterest? Not as far as I know. I mean, Pinterest has just rolled out, or a while ago they rolled out uh, the new analytics, so you can see what kind of pins are working best and not. But other than that, I would maybe an external tool like uh, a Tailwind account or Viral Tech. You've got lots of different ones. I haven't had much practice with them, but I think they have pretty good analytics as well, so you can see what works. So the specific keyword tool for that i'm not familiar with one at the moment i'm sure it's coming yeah but hopefully. yeah if you if someone's listening and very creative they should definitely make one that that would be really good so i suppose at the moment the best solution is just to start typing in your guess into the pinterest search box and see what it auto suggests that's normally the easiest way yeah especially because pinterest is using something that they call interest so if you type a specific search term in the the top bar it will give you suggestions of other related stuff to it as well so if you type in adventure travel it will give you a, a brazil jungle travel or something it will give you all different related terms as well now you mentioned earlier on that you can pin videos and they're beta testing uh soundcloud with podcasts and everything at the moment now those are probably not going to come up in that vertical form they're going to be a bit more square so how much engagement yeah. do people generally get from pinning videos i think it's a bit less than pictures i think pictures are still the main thing so what i often do is i just create a picture image but then with the video play button on top of it to make it look like a video and make it stand out a little bit more but yeah i think it's still less engagement but then if people are really looking for video content of course there's not a lot on it yet so they will find you sooner. Okay, yeah, so it could be a good thing to get in there before yeah, everyone else does. Yeah, it could happen in the future. Who yeah. knows what will change? Yeah, you could yeah I don't know the... many Pinterest accounts with podcast boards yet, so maybe that's we something are... for you. But... We're thinking about it, but um, yeah. SoundCloud, it's a it's sort of like a invite-only, or you have to apply uh, to SoundCloud to yeah. actually be featured as a podcast. But we actually do pin every single one of our podcast episodes. I have a special podcast board on our Pinterest mm -hmm. site, but I... I have an image that goes along with every podcast and then people can click through to listen to yeah. the podcast. So, yeah. 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 I think that, yeah, that's probably a good, good idea to do that. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of getting your pins out there, we schedule quite a lot of stuff for Twitter and other social media accounts. Is there anything, any sort of tool that's really useful for scheduling to Pinterest to save you some time and get pins yeah. going out automatically? There's loads of them, actually. There are a few that I quite like, and I, I will name a couple. But this week, Buffer has announced that they are partnering up with, um, with Pinterest. So you can now, if you're already using the Buffer tool, I really like it. Uh, you can now use it for uh, Pinterest 
as well. And they've got a couple of pins that you can try out for free before you can use the paid option. Some other tools, I've already mentioned Tailwind or Tailwind, ViralTech, there's Curalate, there's Robovi, ViralWood. One that I really like is called Board Booster. They also have, I think they give you about 100 pins for free as well, most of these tools to try them out. So I would play around with them. I like Board Booster because it also has an option to sort of have a pin doctor look at your pins and they can find broken links. And if you have a lot of group boards, it can also give you the analytics on who is pinning, who of your people from your community are pinning a lot or if they're sharing a lot of other content. So you can find your active users as well. But there's quite a few of them. Another one that I really like is called Ahology. They're more a content network as well. And they have a scheduler and they also have a sort of a sort of an affiliate kind of network. So you can make money using Pinterest as well. Hey, hey, hey. Going, going quite well as well. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. So see if you can signed up for them i know there were just still they were quite they were developing quite a lot so it was a bit of a waiting list but if you can get on that that'd be great yeah because that's <laughs> one of those things them. that a lot of people have tried to do with pinterest is add amazon affiliate links and add yeah. sort of bitly affiliate links but you that is a big no-no with pinterest they yeah. do kind of block that don't they yeah it's a shame in the beginning it, it was really good for affiliate links because you could just add it to any pin and then uh, make money that way now recently they've stopped doing that so any link shortener like bitly like you mentioned but also any they say any but i think most of the affiliate links are still there's a couple little ones that you can sort of sneak through but yeah that amazon they're just don't do it. They just want people to yeah, focus on the good content rather than using it as a, a money-making tool. They, they, I think they realized what the value of Pinterest was and they just didn't want to ruin it by people trying to game the system. So if you have any product you sell or you, you, you're using a lot of affiliate stuff, I would create a resource page and just make people drive traffic to that resource page and then take it from there. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's good anyway because having those sorts of resource pages, people are going to come and look at that and they get a better idea of what it is that you're trying sell and so you yeah. can have more honest business there rather than just scanning people through links and yeah absolutely and if, and if you have one specific product that you're selling uh, let's say an ebook you can really then market it for one specific target group on pinterest and then link them to a optimized landing page and you can probably convert even more as well so might be pretty good it makes people feel a little bit more creative than just using an affiliate link on on pinterest so not all changes are bad no, no, that's okay. Speaking of links, yeah. of course, I guess one of the main reasons people want to be sharing stuff on Pinterest is to get people to click through to their blog and to read about whatever product it is or whatever article they've written. So, like, what are your top tips for everyone to get people to actually click through rather than just repinning or sharing, looking at the pin? How do they click through? Yeah, I think we mentioned a couple things already. Putting the text on the images, of course, that's a quick way of letting people know what the content will be that they can find on that page. Yeah, make it really actionable as well. I did a presentation the other day and I gave the example of in travel, you have a lot of packing list posts, so different ways of how you can present that post. So you can either just show them an image and say, packing for a trip to New Zealand and show a photo of a, of a suitcase or a photo of New Zealand. That's one way. But you can also say, okay, on the pin you can write, okay, there's a free packing list download if you 
click here or something like that. And that, that makes people click a bit more. Or you can even show the entire packing list as an image and just make it small enough that people just can't read it. And uh, of course, they want to download it and then they go and click on it because they, and they get the bigger size on your website, things like that. Another good way is to get into rich pins, a little piece of code that you put into your into the, the source of your website, um, which shows a bit more information at the, the bottom of the pin. So you have different ones. You have movie rich pins and article rich pins, which is good for bloggers. Product pins, if you if you have a shop, you can, if you go to business.pinterest.com under the tools section, you will find exactly what you have to do to do that. It just creates an extra link under the image as well and a little snippet of, of what the article will be about. So, But you have to um, have a little bit of HTML knowledge to get that one set up in the yeah, first place. Yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but they do explain it. So it's step by step and then you have to get it approved and sometimes it takes a little while. But, but it's, yeah, definitely if you have a shop where you sell products or you, you write a lot of articles, I definitely think it's worth it. It, it just creates another link as well. And, you know, the many, the more links there are, the more people can click on things. So, so yeah, that always works. And then, of course, don't forget the description of the pin as well. Make it a little bit different than the text that already shows up either on your image or on the rich pin text. So make it a bit more personal and explain a little bit more what people can find if they click on that link. Maybe you put your link in there again, but then you would end up with three links. So people then still <laughs> still don't click, then maybe there's something wrong with the content itself. What is the biggest mistake that people are making that's actually stopping people from clicking on their content? Um, making sure there's no link, I guess. Oh, well. <laughs> Just having no link. <laughs> uh, the, the, the minute is, yeah, it does, it still happens. A lot of people, if you upload directly from your your computer and not from a website it doesn't automatically link to a source of course so you would have to go and edit and add that url where you want it to link to so i think now if you upload it they just change that as well you will see that url box right away but uh, in the beginning you had to go and upload the pin first and then go and edit and add that url so a lot of people would forget it which is of course a waste because then your content gets spread but uh yeah there's no and link also the number one thing that'll probably piss people off is if you have a click-through link that just goes to your general website rather than a particular yeah. article. The person that should really piss off is yourself because you're just missing a, missing a huge opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely make sure it links to a specific page or a post. Yeah, yeah never just have well, like www.myblog.com. No, like no. It's got to be to that information that they're yeah. looking for. Otherwise, you're just going to lose that sale yeah. or, or lose that person, you know, potentially signing up to your newsletter or whatever it is you're trying yeah. to get them to do straight away. Yeah, and also make sure if you ever use Pinterest, uh, for a contest or for some timely content and you then that link where um, the page where it links to that there's always still something there so don't just delete a page after a contest is finished or anything just put a little text up like oh the contest is finished but you can still find more information here and here so people so yeah just make sure that like if, for example if you run a contest or something on interest that contest page that you have in your website always stays live that you don't just take it down because all the, the backlinks so to say you've, you've built up will be lost because they will end up on a page that no longer exists so just put a text up like oh the contest is finished but you know you can still uh, read more information here or there'll be another contest on this and this date um, yeah so always make sure that the, the link it points to that there's always something there so you yeah. keep the reading and I know that Pinterest used to give link juice back to people like for SEO purposes from anything that's linked from Pinterest. Are they still doing that or have they decided they're too big now to be offering that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, you still have the backlink, of course, but it's no longer, um, it's not a, a follow link. Right. It's all, it's all no follow, yeah. 
but you can definitely, if you optimize your pins, and uh, you can still be found in Google as well with those keywords. So it's still worth it to to really optimize it, although it won't give you any any juice. Yeah. But, um, it's yeah, like using YouTube to get you to the top of the rankings because YouTube is already yeah. popular. You get your keywords on your YouTube video and you get up quicker. And you get your stuff on your Pinterest pin and it gets up the rankings quicker than your own website would, which is, yeah, yeah that's always useful advice to any bloggers listening. It's implement other platforms that have more domain authority than you do to try and push your, uh, your articles up and that links back to your actual website after people get onto that pin or that video. Okay, now we are at the end and we of course have the final question that we do for almost every interview. Yes, it's a very important question, so are you uh -oh. ready for it? It's about eggs again? No! <laughs> it depends, it depends. It's about carrots. Scrambled eggs? <laughs> Okay. Now, if you could go back in time before you first joined up to Pinterest, before you became addicted, what's one piece of advice you would give your former self about Pinterest? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Besides that, saying a proper farewell to my family and friends because yeah. I never talk to them again. I don't know. I think I'm doing pretty well. So <laughs> I wouldn't change that much. Yeah, maybe be a bit, little bit more focused in the beginning and, and yeah, create uh, more specific boards because now every time you want to change a board or you change the name or you delete a board of course you lose the link as well so especially board titles I guess in the beginning every time you change the title of a board it changes the URL as well so I, I would have thought of, would have wanted to think a little bit more about the SEO and creating better board titles I think that's a but, great tip that's a really good tip like you said you could just start a like I went to Thailand board and then yeah. you actually want to SEO that and it's like you know yeah. backpacking in Thailand is a bit more specific and then you've just lost any yeah. other link you had previously gained from that yeah excellent yeah. tip Cool. All right. Pinterest. We haven't quite completely solved it, but we have definitely no. moved forward. <laughs> no, but get out there and get started. It's so easy to get addicted to it because it's amazing. And then you'll never get any other work done. No. Ever again. You can plan <laughs> recipes and meal plans for the rest of your life and yeah. entire weddings. Yes, but you won't have any money to pay for any of that stuff. No. <laughs> because you'll have spent all your time on Pinterest rather than working. Our wedding's totally planned, I hope you know. Okay. It's already there on a board. Good to know. So when's the <laughs> proposal <laughs> that I'm supposed to be There's not, they're actually, they need to have a like, how to get your guy to propose board. And then you just like put all of those together. Oh, you should, you should leave pictures of, you know, a pin board uh, with your dressing, everything you want to have. You leave that open and you just leave your computer and just, See if he walks by and, and spots it. That's how buy it she that Buy she that actual ring that you like. So. I'd love to. <laughs> yes. It'd be great tip for the men. Go in, go in your, your wife's or your fiance's um, Pinterest boards and see what they really like. Yes. <laughs> men have no excuse for getting it wrong ever again. No. All I no, need is your Pinterest password. No, I mean, it's all there on Pinterest. You can just search me. Oh, I can just search it. It's all public. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you have other suitors that are you're preparing for this potential engagement. Well, yeah, yeah. There's a few people, and whoever gets it right, I say yes to. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. I've got serious competition. <laughs> You've got work to do tonight. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's good, because we're going out for tapas. So hopefully that's a good start. And yeah, yeah, I mean, taking me out for food is good. Like, probably my food... Pinterest board is much bigger than my wedding Pinterest <laughs> board. So, 
<laughs> You've got a good head start there. Okay, there we have to leave it. Ninka, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. It was so much fun. Awesome. <laughs> it was my first ever podcast. So, Welcome to the world of podcasting. <laughs> Once we get our SoundCloud account signed up, we will uh, send it towards your way and you can repin it. I will, I will. <laughs> cool. So if anybody's wanting to find you on Pinterest or anywhere on the web, where should they come and track you down? Yeah, so everything is on the The Travel Tester, one word. TheTravelTester.com? Yeah. Uh, just Yeah, if you just look for that, you'll find me. Definitely on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> nice <Okay>. and easy. <laughs> Okay, it is almost the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So that means... It's travel homework. It's travel homework time. Travel homework. Oh, I said it this time. You yes. always said I got to say I, I feel special. I know. You're, you're special. You're stealing my, my shtick. I'm special because I'm drinking 59 I'm cents think. wine, which is possibly the worst wine that I have drunk in months. Not <laughs> in months. It's horrible. Is it worse than Moroccan wine? Yeah, this is worse. Or at least equally bad as Moroccan wine. Yeah, oh. it's not fantastic, but you know, you got to give these things a go because you never know what you might find. You so, can... travel homework number one is don't drink 59 cents wine from Lidl in Spain. It's not very good. Not good. Travel homework actual is go get inspired by Pinterest. Absolutely. If you don't have an account, sign up. Start following some of the top influencers. There are tons of people out there from all different niches that are all doing different pins. So there's got to be something out there that you're going to fall in love with. And be careful, people, because it's freaking addictive. Yeah, even oh I've my... been getting drawn into it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not just for girls. People think they're like, oh, no, that's just girls looking at, like, recipes and kale shakes and whatnot. But it is not. <laughs> Don't look up kale shakes. I've never repinned, never repinned a single kale shake. If you look up kale shakes, you get banned no. from our podcast. Everyone knows that, right? But actually, I've got Tom going to Pinterest to find different answers for things. Like, how do you fix blah, 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 or how do you get this out of, how do you open a bottle of wine with a shoe? <laughs> All these things can be found on Pinterest. It's amazing. So go there. Even if you don't have a travel blog, just go there and be inspired. Uh, if you do have a travel blog, some of the best ones to follow are the Planet D. Their site is fantastic and they have some great pins and their photography is incredible as well. Why Travel Blog have done an incredible job of promoting their blog through Pinterest. And of course, who we were just talking to, the Travel Tester. They're all kicking ass on Pinterest. So not only will you get to observe techniques that are working, but you'll also get jealous of how much drive they're getting to their own website. Yeah, so not only are you gonna get to observe the techniques that they're using, but you're also gonna get that jealous drive that's gonna push you towards making travel freedom a reality. So it doesn't matter what niche you're in, if you're not in travel, still follow travel people because you're gonna get the information about how they're implementing these techniques. We're just inspired and, to travel in the Well, that's all. the point. You're gonna get inspired to travel by them, you know, Steal their ideas, apply that to your niche, and be inspired to travel. And remember to follow us. Yes, because we're doing pretty well. We've got over 4,000 followers on Pinterest. Hells to the air we do. So that's $5 Traveler with, with the number five. And two, and two L's. L's. Oh, branding mistakes. Oh, my goodness. We'll fix this one day. So, yes, number five, dollar, 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 with Traveler with two L's. You'll find us. Dollar is a word, not the symbol. Oh my God, why didn't we think of this two and a half years See, ago? See, this is why we're teaching you all of the fuck-ups we've made in life with our blog. Oh my goodness. Travel Freedom Podcast.
Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income. Or for Travel Thursdays, where we'll help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback. So tweet us at mytravelfreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. And deliberate mistake number, I don't know, probably 50. If you didn't notice already, the titles have not been fixed yet. And there is no episode next Thursday. Uh, Thursday's episode will be next Monday. We will eventually get these titles replaced and fixed.